Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Friday Meditation. Welcome, my friends. Are you still liking the crickets? I feel like it's still good. Crickets are like my favorite sound, so I really like them. <laughs> but I have to check in, you know? But uh, happy Friday if you're listening to this on Friday. If not, um, whenever you are listening to it, I hope you're having a great day. I have been kind of shocked by how mild it's been this December and it's actually been okay because I was a little bit lazy on cleanup this year. I think with like so many warm days that we had, it was kind of nice to uh, just have some days where we didn't have to think about those things too, because it was like, it was kind of lasting forever. But I finally got around to doing the last tiny task. I still technically clean out the coop. Haven't done it yet. I like to do it. Um, if it doesn't happen, everyone's going to live, you know, it's sort of one of those things, but I really was dreading this one task that I had to do and it was pruning our raspberries because it is not the most enjoyable task. It is pricky. It is I, it's just, they're very, if you've ever picked raspberries, you know, like that they're just very pricky, uncomfortable plants to work with. So it's not exactly my favorite thing to do, but in light of our conversation on Wednesday that I did this pruning afterwards, after I had recorded it and I just was like, well, there you go. Maybe it was cause I was in that mindset, but Nature has a way of also communicating things to us that I think sometimes are really easy to miss. And I love just paying attention and listening. And I just have always had that ability to do that. Uh, it's just who I am. So in that moment, when I was out there pruning these bushes, which they have to be um, trimmed back to about two inches above the soil, and you have to wait till they're dormant, which means that their leaves are falling. It sort of looks like it's pretty evident that they're putting their energy back into their roots. And they have shallow roots as well. They're not really deep-rooted plants. So it's really important that we do this so that it can send all that energy back in. And it can focus on new growth because new growth is where their abundance comes from. So we have to prune something, remove what provided life and abundance, we have to remove it in order for it to continue to be abundant because raspberries really only produce well on new canes, which are what their branches are called. So to give you some context of where this idea came from. So in lieu of our conversation on Wednesday, I felt that this was really perfect. It was sort of like an expansion of that idea. And it's similar to what we've been talking about in our online community where on, um, Tuesday when I did our conversation on there, I asked the question, I'm pulling it up right now for you guys, because I, and all our members are responding to it, taking their time, which is really great. And the question is where did you personally grow the most this growing season and how are you acknowledging this? So on top of that, we also asked a bunch of other questions and there was 
definitely a underlying theme from everyone that was attending the event that less is more. And I found that to also play really well with this conversation today about pruning. Because if you've ever pruned anything, it is not always an enjoyable thing. It takes a lot of thought. You have to look at the shape, you you know, depending on what you're pruning. You know, if it's an apple tree, you're going to have to look at the shape of the tree. Um, and how do you make it have the right branch set up? And how do you encourage the right growth? There's all these pieces to it, such as that. And then when you get into pruning something like a raspberry, it's incredibly uncomfortable. All the thorns, even with gloves on, the you're like on the ground and then things fall on top of you and then they get caught in your hair. It It is not fun. And usually do it when the ground is pretty frozen. So you're on your hands and knees and the pokey ground that's frozen is going into your skin. And it's just not fun, <laughs> to be honest. And that is, I think, an essential thing to understanding that pruning in our lives is not going to be comfortable either. And in fact, the most uncomfortable things usually birth the most space and beauty behind them in their wake. So that is what this conversation is about today. So let's jump in. This is called the pruning. The days of December this year have been mild. The ground lays cold, covered in a dusting of frost on the soil that once steamed with summer's heat. The chickens slowly meander their way out of the coop to greet me. They had shed their feathers in late summer and now have come in fluffy and full to protect themselves from the cold winter days ahead. Their feathers are hollow and hold heat when fluffed, which is quite a scene amongst their layers of down. It will keep the warm even keep them warm even in the depth of midwinter's cold. They come to greet me, pecking at my winter boots, kissed with the signs of light snow. The smells around me are barren of the floral effervescent of effervescence of summer. Still, I can smell the anise scent from the hyssop, which has let go of its last seeds and lingers in the cold air that turns my breath to clouds in front of my face. I watch as the chickens wander through the light layer of snow and their scaly feet form tracks where their body's heat melts away this white dusting to reveal the rich soil beneath them. The signs of the final days of fall are not just present, but tangible. Even though the signs of summer's bounty have long been left let go back in October, I still have tasks left to me in these final days of fall in early December. I have waited many weeks for the raspberry canes to be ready for me to clip them back. The final task before I can let the garden go. Our hard frost didn't hit until November, and the raspberries didn't head to dormancy till the first big snow came and melted away with the rain. Now, though, they stand with dead leaves and bending thorny canes rising from the soil, signaling that they are ready for me to clip them down to just two inches above the ground. I can still remember what they were like in late August. These fall-bearing berries are abundant, to say the least, and every day we were promised a few bowls full of their bounty to enjoy with our morning eggs from the hens. In spring, when they leafed, I gathered their tender early leaves for drying to aid my body through its monthly cycle. Raspberries give more to us women than just a distraction for small hands in the late part of the season. 
They have healing properties, which is why the chickens enjoy them as much as we do, I believe. At their height of production, the leaves were full in like a wild jungle. As they blossomed daily with new fruit, the bees enjoyed them even more than we did. I saw the life this unruly hedge offered to far more than just us, but to the entire ecosystem that fed the garden. We harvested berries far into October until I finally decided the time had come to let them go, even if they weren't ready to fade into the final days of the growing season. Now, standing amongst the last signs that there once was a flourishing and beautiful garden, I see that beneath the canes there was a mouse home that was made under the arching thorny branches. They were smart to burrow amongst the thorny hedge so they could enjoy protection amongst the abundance of our garden. I lost many beans and squashes to their little nibbles all summer, but so it goes when you grow a garden while embracing nature. I see again just how vital the raspberries have been during their days with us, but now I remind them how to shift and change. Raspberries, along with their berries that grow on canes, need us as the tender of our gardens. They need us in order to be prolific. Why? Raspberries only produce abundant new fruit on new canes. If their branches aren't cut down once they have gone dormant, then come next year they will leaf and grow, but the harvest will dwindle. What they offer, not just to us in reciprocity, but to the entire ecosystem around them, will be far less, whether from the fruit they provide to the covering of their leaves to the flowers they produce. They need what once bore fruit to be removed and discarded so that room is made for them to shoot fresh green branches again so they can be as abundant as ever. Clipping the canes isn't fun work. It is a hard, it is a cold day and my breath hangs in the air. The chickens love that I am back in the garden with them, but their poop isn't a welcome scent in the otherwise vacant smelling wind around me. The ground is hard and doesn't give to my knees like it did earlier in the fall. It is more like a rock, and the thin layer of snow makes handling things with my gloves harder and more slippery. It is cumbersome to be on all fours beneath the arching, extremely prickly branches, clipping their sometimes almost two-inch thick bases. They fall, and I am thankful I have a hat on, or my hair would be tangled in their thorns. It is not glamorous to be here ridding the raspberries of their past year's work to make room for their, the next beautiful thing they will do, but the work is vital. I will be thankful I came here to clip it all back, pile up the branches, marvel at their reds and greens that feel incredibly festive, and then leave them to the woods to degrade and reabsorb in the coming years. Being there deep in the thick of the hedge and cursing at the thorns that somehow did find their way through my hat, I could hear the lesson coming from the raspberries, even on this frigid morning. Somewhere, amongst the snap and crunch of the canes, I heard the reminder of what this transition from fall to winter is all about. This time is about reflecting on how what once was good and productive for us can also at some point not be anymore. We can use this transition of seasons to remove the things that no longer serve us and refine our lives in new ways so that space can be open for new and more fruitful things to grow. The older I get, the more I realize how easily we can gather spiritual, physical, and emotional things in life without much awareness of their impacts. We can have cupboards full of things we believe matter. We can have routines in our day or something we do that makes us feel as if they are serving us, but we still need to take the time to assess that for ourselves. 
This is the beauty of the seasons. Just like the garden, we are given a chance right now in December before we head to the first day of winter to reflect on what has served us this year. What do we want to continue doing? How have we grown? What allowed us to grow? And could that new growth sustain itself? Are there routines or things in our life that no longer align with where we want to head? Can removing these things allow us the opportunity to make space for something new? After collecting all the branches, I was sweating and had a few scrapes on my cheeks. It isn't easy work refining our life sometimes. In fact, it can unearth some ugly truths about ourselves. But as I turned around after dropping the final armful of the canes, I knew were no longer needed. I saw the hens wildly pecking and scratching in the place the raspberries once were. At that moment, I noticed that new, more prosperous things were already being manifested on this cold morning. Even before I ever tasted the gifts of the new growth from those raspberries, I already knew this work was well worth it. I know the same in myself too, that when I realign do the hard work of removing the things that no longer are serving me or assess my relationship with various aspects of life, I find there is already space for something I wanted to grow. I can see that things are already coming to fruition even before the new growth happens. I hope that was really good because I think we always want to like jump in. We think, well, let me say this. We always think that going into winter is about just darkness. It's about this like slow, like quiet, boring, we have to survive time. And it's so much more than that. It is in my mind, winter is the most vital season to producing an intentional life. And it starts right now. As we're going into winter solstice, which I see as the true new year in my mind, because beginning winter is the beginning of a new chapter. It's like, in my mind, like speaking of women's cycles, it's like starting your period, you know, it's the shedding and making space. And I, I see it's so similar to that. And there's so many ways in which nature teaches us how to do that. It's just we got to be willing to listen and then be willing to be an active participant in that. I know. It's not easy. It's really hard. And it's hard work to work on ourselves. I am not always good at it, even as much as I talk about it. I think that's why I talk about it, because I need to do the work. And it's a great reminder for myself. So I hope you enjoy this one. As always, if you would like to receive these in your inbox and actually read them along with the journal prompts that coordinate with them, you can become a member right now and get them into your inbox. And it's only $13 a month for a few more weeks. Beginning of 2023, it's going to change. So if you're really interested in that, you've enjoyed these and want to continue listening to them or reading them rather, you can still listen to them on the podcast for free, but reading them in your inbox you can get that as a community member. So I hope you jump in. You can just head to freshexchange.com backslash join. As always, friends, it's great to be here. Until then, I'll see you out there.